Welcome, everybody, to We Geek Podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, episode 81, and uh, we got a lot of news for you. Oh, yeah. Um, how's your week been, man? Uh, it's it's crazy, and it's nuts up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a pretty crazy week here, too. Um, saw some movies, um, played some games. Um, I think we actually saw the same movies, played the same games. Um so I'm curious if there's anything else you watched or played that I didn't. Um, but yeah, man, I've been on. I've been playing uh, uh, Pokemon Sun. Um, I know you picked up Moon, right? Yeah. Cool. And uh, I've gotten just back into Elder Scrolls Online with a, a few friends. It's on sale right now for like nine dollars. Nice. Oh yeah, and it's you know it's like sixty gigs to download. Like the game is humongous. Yeah. Like my friend. Yeah, my buddies were like, well, it's nine bucks. We'll give it a shot. You know, Destiny's dead. Nothing really, you know, they don't really play a lot of the other games that are coming out. And, you know, for nine bucks, you can't beat it. So it's been fun to run around uh, Tamriel with them, um, you know, leveling up characters and whatnot. So that's been a lot of fun. We have a ton of things we've watched. We'll get into later, like uh, wrestling. Uh, Walking Dead, Fantastic Beasts, Doctor Strange, a lot of magic, magic and zombies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into all that. We'll actually just get started because there's there's just so much news. Um, right off the top, um, um, some Marvel and Fox news. The studios reached a deal uh, for changing. Now, how do you pronounce your name? That's a Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Right. Um. Uh exchanged her powers in exchange for uh was it ego the living planet yeah um, appearing in guardians of the galaxy Ga- guardians of the galaxy volume two so apparently there was a deal between those two people um which is really cool really cool well because because uh, i think ntw was originally wasn't she just psychic or something along those lines yeah exactly they're they, like yeah they, they, we we don't like that and they're like well let's talk and so they did it's yeah, yeah. So that's oh man. I, I can't wait to see how they do that. Like your dad's a planet. Like that's gonna be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> like I I can't wait to figure out how they or see how they they figured that one out. But yeah, man, I can't wait. <laughs> um, we got some black uh Black Panther news. Uh, Angela Bassett, Malcolm X. What's love got to do with it? Cast as Ramonda, uh, T'Challa's uh, mother. Yeah, it'll be it's it's interesting to see some more of T'Challa's family. Like that'll be that. It just seeing this cast continue to flesh out really gets me gets me excited for this film. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, we got some Harley Quinn news. A uh, spinoff film to be written by Christina Hudson, um, trans from Transformers Bumblebee. So yet to be filmed Transformers Bumblebee. I guess that's the next one in the franchise. Uh, no, the no, it's a uh, Transformers Five. Remember. Was it the lat? Was it last night or something? What? Okay, so wait, hold on. Yeah, that one they're doing. Like that one, I think. I think Bumblebee's still in. I don't even know if it's if it's out of pre-production yet. Well, that's what I mean. Bumble Transformers Bumblebee is the next film after the last night one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, got some Justice League news. A member of the Green Lanterns Corp to cameo during key sequence. Yeah, so they say. Yep. So this could be. I. You know, 
I I don't care. Um, and and I'll tell you why. It's because I finally saw Suicide Squad. Oh. <laughs> um, DC can go to hell for all that. I'm sorry. God, that was just awful. It was, it was a terrible awful. film. I wanted to like it, and I just couldn't get even my buddy who loves dc yeah he went and saw it and he i saw it with him and he was just like i can't defend that and i'm like yeah i know uh, but then again there was moments of that i liked way better than batman versus superman i but, i'll agree to that but you know it's like yeah. here's what are we gonna do to set up this film we're gonna spend the first 30 minutes giving the backstory of each member of the <laughs> yeah it was just awful was a, the, the way they the way they did it and uh, the, the ending it was just like come on it's a terrible storytelling device and just so much of the editing was so bad like here's yeah. this sequence after this sequence that was what that was the one thing that jumped out at me from batman vs superman is the second time he meets wonder woman at the museum function which is also at night, like the entire rest of the movie. But it's on a different night. But we don't know how long it's been because it could have actually been before the last time we saw them because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. You just reminded me of it. Um, before I saw Fantastic Beasts, there was a trailer for the Lego Batman. Have you seen it? I, I, I saw the trailer, yeah. And I love that, you know, the Joker's like, well, I'm your your, your biggest bad guy. We're like, but, you know, we're, 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 we're connected like that or whatever he says. And he goes, well, no, you're not. Superman is. And he's like, what? <laughs> and it made me click. Yes. Kids are going to grow up thinking Batman versus Superman. Superman's his biggest enemy or something. There's probably people out there who think that because of these films. Yeah. And it's like, and I love how the Joker was like, "That's ridiculous! I'm your your villain." And he's like, well, "Not really. Superman kind of is." I'm just like, "What?" I just, uh, it made me laugh so hard because they knew what they were doing in that trailer. They knew that that was a, such a big issue <laughs> with people. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for that Batman film. <laughs> like that actually. Looks yeah, really like that cool. one. I'll watch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole stuff with Robin just. <laughs> constantly taking his pants off the oh reggae my, outfit oh my god like that was i watch this and i'm like oh this is uncomfortable on so many levels but it's hysterical <laughs> like it was it was so funny but i was like oh my god okay yeah and here we great. go <laughs> yeah oh yeah i thought it was fantastic um let's see here we got some star wars news episode eight to be filmed Oh, no, nine to be filmed in 66 millimeter. Um, Emily Clark joins the cast for the Han Solo film. Yeah, 65 millimeter. 65, I want to say 68. 66. Close enough. You're just, just off by like that much. That was, And that's <laughs> yeah. interesting because that's a kind of, if I remember right, like they filmed like Lawrence of Arabia and movies with like that kind of scope on 65 millimeter. There was one recently they did like that, didn't they? Oh, there had to be something, I'm sure. Um, no, no, no. I'm thinking of, um, are you thinking of the frames per second? Are you thinking of the Hobbit? No, the Quentin Tarantino film that they just did. Oh, uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. But I think that's like 70 millimeters. Yeah, he did it. It was something similar like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, I want a big wide, you know, film. So yeah, for Star Wars. So that's perfect. Uh, some fantastic beast news. David Yates to direct all five films in the series. David Yates is going to go down in history as the Harry Potter director. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many of the original Harry Potters did he do? What? Two? I think he just did the last. Did he do the last three? Maybe four. Because I know he did the last two. And I know he did six. 
And I think he did I, five. I think he did the last four. Honestly, I kind of miss the the there's no everything went dark in the last like four. I miss the color. I miss the whims. I don't know. There's, I, there's something really dark about the yeah. last four in this one they went they went dark too soon when it came to the original series like six i understand five should have been a little more transitional uh, and even four was was kind of dark and of course three was dark because it had to be like it it was a total kind of tonal shift so that made sense but it should have come back it should have been a little more vibrant for four and it was mm -hmm. in some aspects but it it didn't have the pop that it should have mm -hmm. but you know that's the the thing is that you have to it's it's a bad phrase to have to use but you have to service the movie you can't just keep looking at the books and be like here's how the books go because the movies take on a life of their own adapting those things jesus steven who is it steven something i think i'll have to look up his name who did all the adaptations who did the screenplays for i think all no not all he was out of one of the Harry Potter films. He did almost all of them. I mean, hats right. off to him for taking these, these, these ever-growing behemoths of 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 books and and making them into movies. Like that's that's it. That was a hell of a thing. Yeah, I mean, no doubt, no doubt. I it's that's just one of my. I don't know. I you're way more in Harry Potter than I'm. I'm just saying, as like an outsider. And we'll talk about it later going into to, to the Beast movie. I wanted more whimsical. I, I wanted to go back to, you know, I liked when they were in school and stuff like that. And this, you know, I guess because the setting, it is a doom and gloom 1920s New York. You're not going to get any of that. Yeah. Maybe in some future films. It's, I don't know. That's what I miss. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I went in expecting something different. But in the back of my head, when I went out of it, I was like, why did I even think that? I, of course, it was going to be like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah, anyway, so we'll talk about all that later. Um, <clears throat> we got some X-Men news. Next film in Fox franchise reportedly to focus on Dark Phoenix storyline, which we kind of heard rumblings about uh, when Apocalypse came out. Right. And and isn't uh, um, and, and Brian Singer's out, isn't he? Like wasn't he's he's done with the franchise now. Right. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, he's probably uh, staying on as a producer of some sorts, like an executive producer, I think. But yeah, but he's uh, he's not directing them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got some Mortal Kombat news. Reboot gets director Simon McQuid, um, McQuaid uh, commercials for PlayStation and Halo. So, <clears throat> OK, so he does commercials. But then again, I mean, hey, so did the guys who did what community? Yeah, and I keep, you know, and I have to backtrack on some on some things cuz sometimes like I'll come down when they're like, "Oh yeah, this guy did music videos and now he's going to do a movie." And right. and I and it it only kind of just dawned on me the other day actually. Didn't that used to be like David Lynch? Yeah. Wasn't he one of those guys that like he did these crazy music videos and then they were like, "Hey, you know, you want to do some movies." Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know, look how that turned out. So I, you know, I I I have to kind of come down off my pedestal on the whole, like, no, you should start in films and be in films. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're not all going to be Michael Bay. Who's like, I did a gut milk commercial. So now I'm going to do this. And I'm like, ah, that's sad. right. Like, <laughs> but you know, so, I, you know, you, 
especially with a film like Mortal Kombat, you need to keep the budget low. So yeah. to get someone like that, that's that's perfect, you know. And like, you know, he's probably who knows. I uh, the commercials for like the Halo games have always been fantastic. I thought. True. <laughs> um, I don't know what PlayStation commercials he did, unless he did like that newest one, which is, looks really cool, where like you jump between the video games, but it's all live action and has Spider Man and it has yeah, uh, that's yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I, it's I really just, cool. Yeah, I didn't get a like I didn't see which ones, but I've got to imagine it's been some of the you know, I it's gotta be like the play I wonder if he did like the um oh, what was the one where they kinda like revamped their marketing campaign after uh after Butler left? Remember when they did like the whole everybody's in the bar thing and, and from yeah, there on? Yeah. I wonder if that no, I, I wonder I, if I he, knew you were going to that. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if those were because those were pretty badass. Like those were good. Yeah, exactly. And I, he's from that video game world, so he's gonna know people what, what they want from Mortal Kombat. I liked what they when they did the gritty stuff on the internet, but I don't want that. I want Sub Zero to be Sub Zero. I want, you know, uh, I want them all to be what they are, and I want, you know, I want the story to kind of be the same too. Like I don't want it to be like a gritty detective, you know, Cage goes after. No, no, no. I want like Mortal Kombat tournament. Get super cheesy. Have fun with it. Yeah, totally. Like, this is yeah. not... Look, the idea behind Mortal Kombat is not something that's supposed to be taken seriously. It'd make it, a great Netflix series, honestly. Like, I, a ten, ten, ten episode a season or something. They, well, because I know they explored that. After after Legacy was yeah. such a big hit, they they kicked around a bunch of different options. It would be a dope... It would be a really cool series. I could totally see that. And then, you know, season two, suddenly you got uh, fucking Sub-Zero with his mask off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. That, that'd be really cool. I'm I'm in. I'm totally in for that. Um, uh, you go ahead and take the next one because I'm gonna butcher his name. Yeah. Um. Ch- yeah. Like, because I'm so much better at these. Um, the <laughs> co-director of John Wick is set. To, uh, Chad uh, Stahelski, I think. Uh, who was? Because remember, they co-directed he and. Uh, oh, I can't remember the dude's name. Who who directed John Wick? They co-directed. But uh, Chad's actually going to be directing the Lionsgate reboot of Highlander, which has been off again and on again and off again and on again. Well, did you hear that John, uh, that David Lynch, the other co-director of John Wick, is confirmed at Des- Deadpool's 2's director? Uh, well, because I know I think we talked about this the other week. Like they were they were really in talks with him and it kind of seemed like a done deal. Yeah, the, I guess it was just two days ago confirmed. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. So, so they are going off to do their own things. One's doing Highline, Highlander, one's doing Deadpool. <laughs> That's go, fucking cool. Go for it, man. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Legendary Picture acquires film and TV rights to novel of Dune. Yeah, they they they're gonna they're gonna get take your they're gonna take another shot at your favorite movie. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, the world, the, the universe seems cool, especially with the pugs, but they need to just make it uh, approachable because well, it was just the complete opposite. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: they say film and TV rights, which which could mean anything. Like that could have been a bundled deal, and it could have just been, oh hey, we got them both in the same thing. Or it could mean they're doing like the like Sony's doing with the Dark Tower. And I want Name of the Wind. I don't want Dune. I don't want any of these other things Legendary Pictures is picking up. Hey, talk to Lionsgate, man. That's Oh, they, it's Lionsgate. That's right. Yeah. They 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 own that. 
they're that's what they're doing. But here's the thing: that's and we go back to, uh, and that kind of ties into what I was talking with when it comes to adapting books. Think about how thick name I'm. I'm looking at it on my bookshelf right now. That is a thick as hell book. How do you break that down? What's the process like for that? And to write it, Jesus, the screenplay for that alone, or the teleplay, if you're going that way, it would take you a year to write. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. I honestly do not want a movie for Name of the Wind. I want a TV show. I would. Yeah. Well, and did you? Um, because they're merging with stars. Lionsgate and stars are. There was. Uh, they're finalizing. Uh, like a. It's like a four something billion dollar merger. So I really. I think that's gonna be. That's they're they're gonna try and build that to say, hey, you know, stars could be the number three premium cable channel or number two if they decide to take over showtime to overtake yeah. showtime not to buy out showtime but yeah. it you know this could be their big hey you know game of thrones is winding down we've got your next big fantasy franchise right here on stars like that's uh, i you know i'll tell you it's it could it could work it could absolutely work oh yeah yeah, no, I'm, 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 yes. If, give me a the name of the wind, King, you know, King Killer Chronicle type thing to compete with something like Game of Thrones. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I I can't wait for that. That's... We've, and, but I mean, here's the thing: they got the rights just after Comic Con this year, last year. Right, but I mean, you also have to keep in mind that Lionsgate also produces things. Right, but like, I mean, they, you know. That's that's what producing means. But like stars, I don't know. I was looking at Lionsgate stuff. It's all over Netflix. Same with stars stuff. True. It, it's it. They could easily do their own thing, of course. Yeah. But they could also do something and team with Netflix. True. I mean, Very who knows? True. Who knows? It, 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 I don't know what would be smart to do. Um. I don't know. <laughs> One side of me would say put it on Netflix because I'm already paying for it. Right. Um, that's something less for me to have to pay for. You would get more people out there viewing it. Or, or you could put it on Stars and it fails because not everyone has Stars. Well, but here's the thing, though. Stars was big enough. They didn't buy Stars. They, they, they merged with them. It's like Disney and Pixar. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it wasn't a buyout. Had it been had it been a buyout, had it just been like Lionsgate buys stars, then mm. I would say, yeah, let's put it on Netflix. But but stars still has enough clout to to merit just a merger. So that's That's true. I don't know. There's gotta be a little something more there yes, than that. I don't wanna th- you know, I have the Netflix I have the HBO now because of Westworld. Um Amazon and Hulu I borrow. I can't afford another one. Yeah. On top of every, I'm paying for PlayStation, you know, uh, you know, it just seems like so many subscriptions that I'm getting a little thin where I'm I'm needing to cut some. I, the WWE Network, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I oh man. But anyway, we need to move on because we don't <laughs> have much time. Um. So anyway, uh, yes, name of the name of the one. <laughs> um, A Wrinkle in Time, the Disney sets, uh, April 6, thousand eighteen for the release date for the Ava DuVernay film. Vernay, yeah. Vernay, here, let me pull this up. Okay. Um, A Wrinkle in Time, never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Have we? Yeah, it's a fan, it's a, uh, it's one of the, like, fantasy sci-fi series we keep kicking around, like, we should read this, we shouldn't read this, we should read this, we shouldn't read this. Oh, okay, I don't know. 
Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a quintet. You usually see a bundle that way. Yeah, it was um, it's a it's like a kids young adult fantasy sci fi series. I tried reading it, but man, there's so much. There are so many made up words in the first <laughs> like twenty five pages. I'm like, I can't get through. I don't know what means what. Like, I just can't get yeah, through. I don't like that. that sounds like doom to me. In a in a way, yeah. Yeah. All right. Green Hornet reboot. God, why? And talks <laughs> with Gavin O'Connor, uh, the accountant, to direct. I. But you know, the last one did so well. <laughs> I don't, where's, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, Jurassic World 2 produced, uh, uh, production to begin in March. Hooray. So that's going to be cool. Yep. Uh, Christopher Robin, <laughs> Mark Foster, Finding Neverland, Monsters Ball to direct live-action Winnie the Pooh movie. Yes, the guy who directed Monsters Ball is going to direct a live-action Winnie the Pooh film. That makes no sense. <laughs> well, but, you know, he did, you know, doing Finding Neverland, too. Like, that's that, that'll give you some of the, the, like, kids' film realm credit, for sure. Oh, yeah. Did you... Okay, so Mac from It's Always Sunny, right? Okay. Um, He's a director, right? Okay. Uh, Rob McKinnery. Sure. McKinnery, or like whatever that. his name is. Um, I think that's the one who directs. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. It could be the other guy. Not Charlie, but the other one. Okay. Anyway, they are set to direct, and I don't see it here, but Minecraft, the movie. Oh my God, really? That's who they tapped? Because they, um, they did say Steve Carell is going to star in it. Yes, Steve Carell, and uh, that's who they're thinking to direct it. Now, Steve Carell and the guy who does It's Always Sunny, just those two together, I would be like, okay, I would see whatever movie they're going to make, but Minecraft? <laughs> what i yeah i don't uh i don't yeah, know man so, yeah i don't know i don't know i i i have no idea um but that movie i think would make a killing just because of how many kids like minecraft um i don't know what it would be about or pff, i don't even know i don't know if, i don't know if it'd be made like a lego movie or what but at, i mean at some point that's gotta be almost too late isn't it like they really need to hurry up get that thing out the door uh no minecraft is huge still still that huge oh dude <laughs> okay dude i'll well, take I you mean, i'll to, take to your be word fair, for you're it, not but... around kids though right like true yeah i mean i i go to my friend's house who have kids and that's all they fucking do i i get i get what you're saying though minecraft it would it was bigger i think a few years ago yeah um but it is literally on every platform everything true Everything that exists under the sun, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's on your phone, your tablets, Android. Uh, I think it's on my refrigerator. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's uh, but but yeah, no, I, I agree. They need to make it like now, not yeah. tomorrow. But it's not in as many places as Doom. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Did it's you on see? the MacBook Dude. Pro. And it's and you see the way I read the headline was like you could play the you could play doom using the the what it, what's it called the retina bar or whatever it is yeah yeah the bar down below uh, but it's actually they use it as a display to play it on i was like that's like a whole okay yeah <laughs> yeah that's crazy <laughs> i saw the i was like wow uh, that is nuts that's you know hey more power to him man like just yep. Of, of all yeah. the things to do with that kind of technology, you're like, I want to put Doom on this new little scroll bar. All right, man, you do you. Go for it. Like, yep, someone did it. <laughs> that was cool. Um, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, Steve Carell to star in the movie. 
um, based on oh yeah I saw the notes here <laughs> yeah but yeah um, we got a professor Marston and the Wonder Woman uh, Connie Britton and Oliver Pratt to star in biopic based on the creators of Wonder Woman that'll be an interesting movie yeah that'd be cool yeah um, I love I love stuff like that so I'm, I'm down yeah because he because that dude invented the lie detector didn't he Yep, yeah. he sure did. That's why the lasso, it, the yeah, lasso, lasso truth. Yeah, that's right. I should know that. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm gonna butcher this name. Uh, hey, Heyo. Really? You're gonna screw up Hayao Miyazaki's name? Really? Very. Oh, Guys, like, dude, I'm an idiot. Oh, I was God. gonna say. It's like you don't recognize this. Damn. I didn't recognize it. Well, go, you go ahead and take it. Yeah, Miyazaki's <laughs> talked about like he wants to come out and do a full length version of uh kimushi noboro that's awesome so good for i mean you know good for him like he's he kind of goes into retirement then he comes back he kind of goes into retirement then he comes back but this last time he was like no i'm i'm putting my pencil down i am done uh yeah. and now he's talking about well if they want me to come back and do this it's like are you kidding man of course oh, they yeah. want you to come back like it's uh this is not yeah. konami talking to kojima here like they they you know <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's, there's a there's a local bar here. You never went to it, but it's called the Cloak and Blaster, and it's all geek related stuff. Um, and there's a Studio Ghibli party, December like third through the fourth there, where they're playing all Studio Ghibli movies. People are gonna be dressed up. Nice. All the drinks and food are based off of it. Yeah, it's like this. It's like you can go there, you can play games, you can go there and play board games, you can go there and just drink at the bar, and you know they got all this, all this geeky stuff. Like you would freaking love it. Uh, one of my buddies and listeners to the show goes to it all the time and invites me out, and I'm just like, that is. You walk in and they're playing Back to the Future and Gremlins and all this other stuff. It's really cool. Nice, really cool place. Um, let's see here. We got, um, some Stargate news writer. Dean Delvin says remake fell apart potentially due to independence day Four resurgence, underwhelming performance. Yeah. Like Fox kind of looked at that and said, Oh, Hey, you know what? People don't want sci-fi films anymore. And, and we're going to talk about some CBS BS like that a little later, but it was kind of more like, no, people want movies that don't suck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone wanted an Independence Day four, but people wanted first of all Will Smith in it, and second of all, they wanted a good movie. I guess I reverse those. Those are in backwards order. They wanted a good movie, and yes, they would have loved Will Smith in it because come on. Yeah. Um, that seems like the most obvious person to be in a sequel. Uh, but anyway. Well, he sorry. didn't carry Men in Black three, so you know. Yeah, but come on, dude. Uh, Will's that. His name alone would have put more people in those seats, even though the movie did suck. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have no question. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Him, you know, welcome to Earth saying that just boom. No, 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 no. More people. Yeah. No, no. It's welcome to Earth. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say I forgot. It's an F, not a TH. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah. It it would have been good. But yeah, that's not why that movie failed. (laughs) No. But but no. Oh, yeah. Definitely would have made some more money with him. But oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. What was that trailer that I saw? It was like a new sci-fi movie. But I think it's based off like a comic. But it looked like it looked like the prequels to Star Wars. 
Um, oh. It was, looked like the fifth element. It's what, Variant or something, wasn't it? Was it something the like City that? City of a Thousand Planets, and I was like, that's the most bullshit name I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like some... Valerian uh, or something. That was it, Valerian. That was it, yeah. It looks cool, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it, it looks like Star Wars Episode Four uh, uh, from the prequels. Yeah. Not the, you know what I mean? Like, if they just continued. <laughs> yeah. All right, we need to take yeah. a quick break, um, but when we get back, we'll get in more into some more movie news and TVs and video games. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And um, let me see where we at. Oh, we got some – what did the Croods too, uh, to begin production? Well, oh, the production was halted yeah. uh, for the sequel. The, the Croods are extinct. Yeah, I don't know. I think I saw that one time at a friend's place where kids were watching it, but I didn't really I – I, I don't I don't think I, – I, I never saw it. Like it kind of looked funny, but I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll watch that one day, someday, someday maybe, and it just never happened. Yeah, the kids seemed to liked it, but yeah, yeah. I, um, I I think they were like, you know what? Uh, more Ice Age movies. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I think that's the trick: is that studios, a kids' movie, most kids will like, but you have to be able to make it enjoyable for adults that have to watch it with it. Yeah, uh, if that makes sense. Um, like there, there are some, there are a few except like Barney will sell anything, and parents right. parents hate it, but kids love it. But like that gets a pass. But... right 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 exactly you know I, I i get what you're saying um but uh okay yeah we got pacific rim 2 a title confirmed as pacific rim maelstrom as production begins yeah they finally started filming it it's i feel like we're we're now we're we're now back to where we started this podcast with like hey look it's pacific rim 2 news yeah seriously like we have been that's what's crazy we've been hearing news about this pretty much since we started which was what like a year and a half ago now yeah yep crazy exactly good call on that (laughs) um (laughs) we got some sesame street news warner brothers developing new movie from script from david gunyon and michael handelman yeah i meant to look up what those two have written before but i forgot but yeah. uh, so I'm not a fan of Sesame Street. Give me a new Muppets movie. I'll be interested. It, yeah, because the last one did so well. And then the I TV know, show I, after that did so well. I enjoyed the Muppets a lot more, though. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I, and I like the new Muppet show. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm the vocal minority here, but I liked, you know, the I office Muppets version. Like, I, oh, I loved it. it I, was fun. But I, I'm, I was part of the problem. I didn't watch it. I yeah. Like I, I, I watched it on my DVR, though, and that counts. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I, yeah, so I did that. Yeah. I DVR'd them all and then watched them, but I mean, I didn't... Yeah, I guess that counts. Um, we got... Uh, we had some trailers come out, the, the Kong Skull Island. Um, I thought it was a weird trailer. I liked the other one. This one was funny in some places. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, like, I... Okay. Like, I... I like kind of what they were doing with like they're not just all like I- crazy island hermits, they're yeah. they're different flavors of crazy island hermits, I guess. Yeah, exactly. What was the John C. Riley? It was like this just turned into an SNL sketch. It seems like a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, the Cars Three trailer looks really dark. Yeah, that was uh, different. 
Yeah. But I mean, you know, I kind of like how they were like, you know what? We tried to be goofier and funnier with Cars 2, um, and it sucked, and we heard you. So now we're going to do like a a sort of, you know, pun intended road to redemption story. And yeah. I, I, you know, I'm all for it. It's different. It's a new direction. Uh, they're going to be turning right, probably. So, uh, you know, it's a plus. <laughs> I didn't see Cars 2, but I'm just going off awful. of only seeing Cars 1 and knowing there's a sequel. Is this one about retirement? Because that's what it seems like. It's it's about obsolescence. The idea is like, oh, it's a new, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, it's a new generation. How do I stay competitive? You know, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's the, it's the Rocky Balboa of the Cars films, pretty much. Gotcha. Okay. And, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm okay with that because Cars 2 was just like, how much more goofy and over the top can we get? And they went way too far. Yeah, no, I never, never saw it. I, you're, you're, you're better off. Yeah. Seems like so long ago I saw the first one. That's been a while. Uh, yeah, it has. Because we Oof. had to have Cars 2 and Planes and a Planes sequel and then The Good Dinosaur and Inside Out. And so... you, ever, you ever think about where you were at in life when you saw certain films? It's I, so some, weird. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, it's really – it's like, oh, I saw that when I was living over there or at this part in my life. or Things really sucked then or things were really good then. And It's such a weird thing to think about when it comes to film. But that's one of the first things that pops in my head. I'm like – Oh, yeah, I was there. Like, even, like, dumb fucking movies. Like, I was a kid and saw Flubber in Wisconsin, but for some reason that sticks with me. I didn't even like the film. I didn't like it at all. Oh, boo, I love Flubber. (laughs) But I can remember the snow on the ground. I can remember being up in Wisconsin. I can remember not waiting to get back um, to to Florida. Yeah. Um, It was Christmas time. Like, it's just such a weird, (laughs) such an obscure film for me to remember of all the films I've seen ones like that stick um yeah. you know i don't know it's weird that just popped in my head real fast but <laughs> yeah um uh we have another trailer barry uh which looks really cool which yeah, is about obama yeah it's on netflix it was during his uh it was during his younger days yeah when um what uh what days does that come out soon right i yeah yeah it was is it this it's this month isn't it i think I think it's this month. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's in December, I thought. Yeah, that's the, well, that's what I meant, December. That's right. We're not actually in December yet. Oh, I just thought about Now we're going to have to, like, in four years from now, we're probably going to see movies about some other politicians <laughs> that won't be named. Um, hey, I'll, t- I, I, t- I'll I, tell you what. This The next four years are going to be great times to make uh, sequels to The Purge. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I groan at the thought of that. Like I don't I don't like to see him on television. I don't, and I'm not gonna get political, but I just don't want anything to do with that. And I just can't. Oh, then I because you did do that about Obama, about Bush, and whatever. I oh, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, no, no, it's gonna be. But but it is gonna be interesting to see. Like I think this is gonna be one of the first times in our lifetime where we're gonna start seeing. Like, where we have periods of, like, here's what the culture was like. That's why these movies got made. Where we're... Right. I I guess I just don't want to feed the ego. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't want to give it another platform. And I'm already doing that right now. But right. I don't want to, but it's to gonna be... give it another platform to be, like, here's something polarizing when it's, like, no, it's not really. It's just fucking gross. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I I watch Obama. You know, I'll watch a Bush thing. I'll watch whatever. Because it's say what you want about either one of those two, but 
they seemed way more important. <laughs> um, Did you uh, see I they, uh, they? I saw a trailer for the new Celebrity Apprentice with Arnold. I, I uh, like that one. I'll enjoy watching just because it's like seeing him in this suit and and Ty sitting like and they've redesigned the set and everything. It's like oh my god, this just looks so funny. Yeah, no, I I don't watch that show anyway, so I don't. Yeah, I didn't see the commercial or anything more. Arnold's cool though. I like Arnold. Yeah, like that'll be it. It would because come on, it'll be so funny for him to be sitting there going, "You're fired!" Like just yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. He's not a nightmare person, so it's fine. <laughs> well, you know, some of the people of of the great state of California may disagree with that, but I don't yeah. know. I, it's, it's weird. Politics and TV are weird. Yeah, <laughs> just... yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of The Apprentice. Honestly, I've yeah. never... I, I've only seen it from skits and you yeah. know, commercials or clips <laughs> online at YouTube or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, but I think that does it for movies. Yeah. Uh, in, in, some... the, in the same vein, um, in humans, it's got... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so the ch- film's scrapped. Yeah. That's a cheap joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. No, it's yeah. good. <laughs> um, the film was scrapped. And um, uh, the group is getting its own TV series in AB- on ABC coming September 17th. Um, first two episodes will air uh, first on IMAX screens ahead of TV premiere. Now, here's the question. Is Vin Z- Diesel still playing Black Bolt? I, I, not if it's going to be TV. No, there's yeah. no way he does no. TV. Now – he could be used well he's the king so he would have to be in every episode so you're right i was gonna say if he's used sparingly like he just shows up in one or two episodes then okay but yeah no um i see this being not about i don't know would it be about the royal family i guess it would be if you're not doing a movie well because they're doing it on the moon for one thing like it's gonna be about i I, this is this is gonna be the the royal family for sure Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I don't want, like... Because Inhumans is obscure to begin with, yeah. but I don't want the, like, obscurity that, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did. Yeah. Apparently, no. this season has been fantastic. I haven't seen... I've only seen, like, four episodes that I really liked. Yeah. Um, the first four I thought were fantastic. I haven't seen any more just because of time, but every podcast I listen to, everything everyone's talking about it, are like, holy crap, did they really do good with this so far? I, w- I want to see it, because I guess the uh, Ghost Rider stuff. Yeah, apparently it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I w- Man, there's so much I, I need to catch up on, like, Gotham. Apparently we're going to get Joker back. Yeah. Well, there's a surprise. Yeah. Um, we got Cloak and Dagger, a Marvel show on Freeform, debuting in winter 2018. I'm good with that. Yep. Uh, I don't know what Freeform is. Uh, it's a, <laughs> It used to be ABC Family. Oh, okay. Yeah, they renamed it, what, this year, I think. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um... Game of Thrones, HBO still discussing idea of prequel series. Yeah, that's going to be like because they are, you know, they're going to milk that for as long as they possibly can, because why wouldn't they? Yes, I'm not usually a fan of prequels because it's like we all know where it's going, um, but it'd be cool. Absolutely. If it's if they keep it just as interesting or compelling as the main series, then absolutely. Totally. Snowpiercer, uh, TNT orders pilot. Uh, for series based on film, based on French graphic novel. Yeah, like the movie was good, and they were like, "Okay, we want a TV show based on this." I'm like, um, 
Um, how? Uh, See, I thought I read an article where it said it made perfect sense, but maybe they're being sarcastic. I it I uh huh. I don't. If you... I read article, I mean, I read the title of the article. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh... Whew, I don't know, man. I it would take a hell of a, a talented writer to to do that. And my hats off to anybody who who's taken a swing at it. Uh, I didn't see if they had if they had a writer tapped, but if they've already ordered a pilot, like they've got to have somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. And my, you know, I tip my hat to him because that's gonna be that's not an easy job. Yeah. Take the next one because it frustrates me. Oh, this okay? Yeah. Um. So. Uh, a moron at CBS, um, actually the CEO of CBS Interactive, whose name is Jim Lanzone, basically said Star Trek won't work on network TV. More specifically, or more broadly, rather, he said sci-fi won't work on network TV. Um, the actual quote was, sci-fi is not something that has traditionally done really well on broadcast. Um, I want to punch people when they say things like this especially when they're television executives who are looking at the CW, which is basically 80% sci-fi because that is what superhero shows are and saying, huh, sci-fi doesn't work. It's like saying if you can't put Star Trek on TV now. It doesn't work. He talked about heroes and how it had some things that were sci-fi, but ultimately you saw what happened. First of all, yes, heroes was sci-fi. It was sci-fi through and through, but that wasn't why people stopped watching. They stopped watching because the quality of the show went down. Had nothing to do with the fact that it was sci-fi. This right. this kind of short-sighted, this narrow-minded idiocy. Like, I can't... Uh, this frustrates the hell out of me. Because this is the same kind of ass-backwards thinking that, that keeps us having... You know, this is why Survivor is on its, like, 800th season. Mm-hmm. This is why. And this is why they decided, well, we're going to put this on all access and it's going to tank. It's 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 why you have all of these conflicts, it's why you have all these issues. And I am sure if these are the network executives, that's why the showrunner left. That's why dude bailed. He was like, you know what? I was on board for this. I was totally signed up. And now he's gone. Why? Well, we don't really know, but I think this provides a pretty uh, compelling piece of evidence here. Yeah. Um Obviously, they've never heard of Westworld. Uh, 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 no. Well, but they do say broadcast. Now, there's a difference between cable. Like they're they're talking mm. about like the standard three, you know, ABC mm. and CBS and Fox. Which, of course, we know Fox never had a sci-fi show at all that ever did any kind <laughs> of that. We, we, Fox has never had a cultural phenomenon sci-fi show, of course. Uh, it, it's, it, it, it's that kind of thinking that keeps them in that box yeah. and doesn't have them strive towards what Netflix and HBO does. Because, for example, the one show that none of my friends can shut up about, the two shows, is Westworld and Black Mirror. And I mean my, my friends who do not like science fiction, my friends who do not go to the movie theater to see – well, they'll go see Star Wars and stuff like that. But outside of that box, they don't really care. These friends of mine – and th- I call them normal people <laughs> – <laughs> you know, they're not as geeked out as we are, if that right. makes sense. The average, um, the exact the person average, this guy is talking about. Yes, 
they will marathon Black Mirror because it is so out of the box and it makes them think and they go, holy shit, like that is so cool. The ideas from that show, um, same with Westworld. You know, I have my friends going, this reminds me of Lost in all the right ways. This reminds me of the first season of Lost and I will, I'm, I'm telling you right now, this could possibly beat the first season of Lost for me. And that tells you something, dude. Like, that's how fucking good it is. And it's, 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 it's every episode. It is not the first two and then it drops off. It is consecutively fucking mind-blowingly good. And you have stations like CBS going, what's the next sitcom we can do where three people sit on a couch and a girl moves in next door? Pretty much. Or everybody loves this washed up comedian from another TV show. Yeah. I just named five sitcoms on right now. Yeah. I personally, I would, I would bet on sci-fi above anything else. Cause really, let's be honest, Kevin can wait. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, (laughs) we'll talk more about this when we get back. We got to take a quick break. Um, again, you're listening to we geek podcast on the end.fm. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And right before the break, we were talking about, um, you know, CBS thinking this, you know, Star Trek and sci-fi in general doesn't do good. I mean, like, do they forget Lost? Like, I mean, I know that, 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 you know, a lot of people have their beef with Lost, but it was a juggernaut in its day. Um, I think to me personally, and I may be way off, that was the turning point for television that I saw personally. I saw more people involved in TV shows and the, you know, the behind the scenes, the, the, the AR uh, or the, what is it called? Augmented reality games and stuff like that. Yeah. That's when it totally set off because it was that time frame where you had lost on, you had heroes, you had Battlestar Galactica. Like you had, it was, you had Chuck. Let's not forget Chuck. That's right. You had Chuck. And I mean, we haven't had Star Trek for so long and to be to brought back in such a what's the word like a lobotomized way. Like it just it, it feels like you're cutting its feet off or something um, and you're not even giving it a chance. You're setting it out to die. It's like you're it's like you're sticking uh, uh, you're, you're you're sticking. I don't even a spear in its rib and you're sending it off and you're like, OK, here's a sword. Go defend yourself while you bleed out. Yeah, it's like they're sending it out to die. Well, and here's like, not even give it a chance. Yeah, there. What's what's the thought process here? Okay, well, we don't think it'll do well on actual TV. So instead of giving up that airtime for something else that nobody's going to actually watch, that our marketing research says it should, and we don't know why people don't watch the same crap with different actors in it. We're going to put it on this platform that you have to pay for, which even diehard fans are going to have a hard time justifying. And we're going to put up all these roadblocks and all these obstacles for the cast and the crew and the production. So it's going to be a bigger wreck. I mean, why? Look at it. It's just frustrating because you have actual people out there making Star Star Trek uh, fan films being shut down and taken off the internet because we can't get anything like that on TV. In Star Trek, I'm sorry, as much as I love the movies, it is way better as a serialized show. Agreed. I, 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 if if Netflix could somehow purchase the TV rights to, of Star Trek from CBS, I know CBS would never give that away. 
Um, but if they could somehow snaggle that out from underneath them, fuck, man, that would be amazing. I mean, the problem is they're going to make this show and it's going to tank. Even if it's a great show, it's going to tank because of the platform yeah. and the access. And CBS is going to look at it and they're not going to say, oh, it did bad because it wasn't on TV. Oh, it did bad because it was on a crap platform. They're going to look at it and say, well, I guess people don't want a Star Trek TV series. And it's yeah. going it's, it's going to make everybody who actually knows anything want to pull their hair out. And I, you know, I hate to keep pounding on on what I would have hoped was an antiquated idea of out of touch studio executives. But I mean, come on, we we continue to have the proof right in front of us that that too many of them, maybe not all of them, but too, hopefully not all of them, but too many of them in high enough positions have no idea. They are the Vince McMahons of television. They have their ideas that they're going to push come hell or high water. And if it doesn't work, they're going to blame the fans. They're going to blame the viewers. They're not going to look in the mirror and say, you know what? Maybe the fact that I'm 87 years old and have this particular mindset is the problem. They're never going to do that. And yeah. until until those people go out and other people come in, we're, things are not going to change. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. not going to change. Netflix, being the new platform it is, they have smartened up. They saw when Mystery Science Theater's revival series went huge on Kickstarter. They immediately went to them and said, you know what? Do you guys have a distribution platform? Would you like one? And that's where we're going to get our new MST3K because they saw what the Netflix listens. And mm -hmm. that more than anything else, that, you know, that how many of these, these studios are looking at Netflix bottom line and seeing, my God, People are watching this. People are subscribing to this. People are enjoying this. What could mm -hmm. possibly be the common factor here? People. Netflix is listening to the people. Yep. Amazon, for all of its madness. God, remember when they started the whole screenwriting thing and it was a yep. disaster? That thing was a, that thing was, was horrible. But they've come so far. They listen, they listen to people, first off, in the industry who knew something. They listen, mm -hmm. they listen to the guys who do the Script Notes podcast which was fascinating uh, yep. because they're screenwriters that have been in this industry. John August and Craig Mazin, they listened to these guys who said, no, 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 this is why it's crap. And they said, okay, fine, let's fix it. And it's been a bumpy road the last, what, five, six years, something like that. But mm -hmm. look what's come since. Look what they've got because of it now. I mean, that's, that's how you survive in this industry. That's how these studios continue to thrive. If they want to pay attention to anything, pay attention to the people, to what they want, and listen to people in the industry who know what they're talking about, and listen to the people, follow the ratings. It's, it's not, it's not rocket science. And nope. and I, you know, it the the prevailing wisdom used to be these studios have been on top forever because they know what they're doing, and numbers do tend to bear that out. But this is a brave new world now. When it comes to the internet, it still is. They're still kind of trying to figure out exactly how to make this work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you need to use it. Sometimes you shouldn't use it. And this is a time where they shouldn't. They should take Star Trek and put it on TV. Yep. And that, see, that's the thing, man. They're betting on the old crowd. The, the younger people, granted, I don't hear a single one of my friends, family members ever, ever talk about a single CBS show they watch. It's always 
Did you see that show on Netflix? Did you see that show on HBO Go? Oh, do you got that show on Hulu? Do you got that? Oh, have you seen The Man in the High Castle? I hear it's real good. I don't think a single friend of mine has ever been like, well, have you seen – I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck's on CBS. Big Bang Theory? Like I don't know anyone that watches that anymore. Like it's just – it's so old. It's so, that, that, that thought process is going to die out. I, you know, it, uh, just like it, it needs to. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's move on. We've yeah. we've spent enough time bashing CBS yeah. for the, yeah. Let me get down off the soapbox here. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. I, I I'm right there with you, man. It's fucking ludicrous. I like you. Will try and go out of our way to figure out how to watch it, but it just sucks to know that it is going to die. Um, and it sucks because it, the, the movies are out in the theater and they do good. And ah, uh, it's such a ah. Uh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, why the last man Michael Green American Gods and Logan chosen as showrunner for FX adapted Brian K. Vaughn uh, comic that sounds good hey look a guy who's done some stuff in comic books and in like fantasy of or people of the same mindset you know he's done he's done Neil Gaiman and now he's done Logan uh, we're gonna put him in charge of our comic adaptation series there's that's a, perfect. What a what a novel freaking idea! Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, we've seen the trailers for both of those things, and they look good. Yeah, yeah, they look fantastic. So they they look just like the comic looks like too. So yeah, um, I want to I want to yeah. yeah, I want to take like I want to print out copies of just like the end of the trailer where it's just the title, and like that's gonna be my business card. I so want to use that. <laughs> like just because <laughs> it's, it's just the name, and I'm just like, oh, here you go. Hey, what really? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> we got some crazy rumors that um, uh, for Netflix, uh, rumors abound that Disney may be looking to acquire Netflix. Yeah, that's that's crap. Like that'll never happen. Um, I I mean, no, no. It's look from I get it from like for Disney, it would be a coup and a half. But there there are two reasons Netflix won't do it. One is because it's a bad idea. And two, it becomes Netflix's whole thing is that they're not beholden to a studio. Suddenly now, if Disney buys Netflix, then how many deals go out the window? It would it would kill business. It would. It would it would just be a disaster. And I I don't know where these rumors got started, but I felt like throwing them in here just because. Yeah, no, I agree. It would be bad. Um yeah, it's it's crazy, um, but <laughs> let's jump into some some video game news. Um, Tall Tale Games leaked a list of games affected by the SAG AFRA reveals that the company is working on Guardians of the Galaxy game. So I guess because of leaks, we found out that uh, they're doing a Guardians game. What do you think about that? I I think that's an interesting pick. Like if they're gonna do a Marvel property, I think that. Telltale is just enough off the beaten path that picking the established franchise that's also off the beaten path makes makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, and I think it's smart to do it with a thing that, you know, has some comedy and could be written very well. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it would have been cooler. I would have loved, like, Spider-Man, a Peter Parker one, more Peter Parker than Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that would have been really cool. Um, Guardians is cool, though. I mean... I, I, I mean, if you went and did a test for all your friends right now, 
all the people you know your age. Most of them love Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So, like, it's smart to do it because putting it out on a platform that's generated towards, you know, 20-year-olds, that's perfect. Because Guardians was a huge freaking hit. It's really smart. Um, uh, yeah, so, man, I, I can't wait to do that. Have you been playing any of Batman? I haven't. I know they're up to episode four, but I haven't, like, I've been, I just haven't had the time. Yeah, apparently they're going to be able to release all of them before the end of the year, which is crazy. Nice, yeah. Yeah, so I've, I have episode one i bought the thing the whole thing but i've only played parts of episode one um and then i got just busy with stuff so i haven't come back to it that might be one where i just play all the way through yeah i i kind of think that's how you i think that's how you should play telltale games yeah just i mean you know just so that you're not interrupted with it because because the choices actually do matter and they do carry over because i know like i know when i go back to game of thrones I'm going to have to start because I think I only did episode one. So I'm going to yeah. have to start over because I don't know what I picked and when. I For no idea. sure <laughs> you're going to have to start over. Yeah. 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 But um, anyway. But hey, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we have more video game news to talk about. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And we got some video game news to talk about. Um, I thought one thing was interesting uh, that I was reading. It was an article uh, that Kotaku has done in a few other places basically saying that EA is now requiring YouTubers and streamers to put labels on sponsored videos. Um, One of them is supported by EA, which means, hey, they sent us a copy of this, but there was no – uh, no rules about what we could say, what we couldn't say. Um, obviously, there's going to be a – what do you call it? A uh, y- y- the, Well, no. It, basically, there's no rules. It's, it's You can review the game as you want. Right. You know. it's, it's, it's just, hey, we, we provided this at some expense, but it's not exactly. – it's not we're paying you – to do this. That was the other one that they had. What was it? Advertised by EA or something? Yes. Advertised by EA, which is basically an advertisement where EA provided material that, or, or is directly influenced on the direction of the content. Yeah. So Um, it's, it's basically saying, look, here's the difference between an ad and just somebody doing a review. Yes. Big difference. And I, you know, uh, I'm okay with this. I kind of like this. Um, Cause didn't this, what brought this on? Where did this come about? The, um, the whole shadows of Mordor debacle with, oh, with Warner yeah. brothers. Oh yeah. That was, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of YouTubers, like a lot of YouTubers are getting some, some flack from it that didn't deserve it. Like I know PewDiePie did, but he literally put on the, the tag of the video or whatever. Like this was sponsored by Warner brothers says it in the beginning of the video, but people, you know, they hear PewDiePie blah, 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 and that's it. And they're just <laughs> off to the races. Yeah. Um, but later on he's like, look, no, I said that I was getting paid money to do this. And, uh, you know, <laughs> like I didn't do anything wrong. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was all about that. Um, this this is one of the few EA meddling things that I'm actually okay with. Like I, yeah. you know, I don't think this is a terrible thing. I think it should be. I think you should be upfront of just, you know, I uh, I'm not crazy about the sponsored by EA thing because I think right. those should just be left alone. Like that, if it's just a review, if it's just somebody doing a review, then just leave them be. 
Yeah. They're well, it's just supported by EA. Supported. By EA. Yeah. So that's that's it's it's yeah it's a little murky. Basically, all, one of the things that I saw that uh, Jim Sterling talked about a while ago, <sighs> um, one of the things that he was sent, uh, or that I guess he got paperwork for for Shadows of Mordor was, for example, videos will promote positive sentiment about the game. Videos must not show bugs or glitches that may exist. Maximize awareness for Shadows of Mordor video game during the week of vengeance throughout gameplay content, key brand messaging and information, um, and talent usage on Twitch channels. Persuade viewers to purchase the game. Catch the attention of casual and core gamers who already know and love Middle-Earth. Requirements involved one live stream, one YouTube video, one Facebook post or tweet to support the videos. Videos will have a strong verbal call to action, a clickable link and description box to the viewers. So it goes on about basically like if you want the money from us, you have to do all of these things. And so the YouTubers did that. Um, and it was very vague apparently. Some of the YouTubers didn't follow it I guess or whatever. And it got it, 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 We're now in that territory where more people care about – uh, following personalities than reading IGN reviews. Yeah, and and the, the, I'm I'm in I'm in the same boat, dude. Look, I I uh, the two big people that I follow, kind of funny, and Giant Bomb, Giant Bomb especially because, I mean Jeff Gersman, literally got fired for this very thing when when he when he did the review. Um, I forgot the game. Um, what was the one about the two soldiers? Um. Um, no, I don't remember. Okay, uh, Army of Two or something like that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He got he got fired. No, I'm sorry. He did a negative review of Kanan Lynch. Well, so did kind of everybody. <laughs> well, the the problem was is GameStop had a ton of advertising on the website for it, and he was basically walked into the office and said, "Are you sure that's a seven? He said, "Yeah, okay." And then he was told to pack his stuff and to go. Um, wow. And that day forward, he started Giant Bomb, and that has been why I love Giant Bomb because they are no bullshit. They don't do advertising for video games. They do advertising for Crunchyroll and everything else under the sun, but not video games. And you know, you know that you are getting no bullshit when you when you when you hear them when they talk about, you know, they played this game, but it wasn't really that good. You know that you're, there's no sway in it, um, and and that's why I. And that's why most people love Jive Bomb. They are the number one video game podcast for years now because of it. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, even the the people who now are doing Vice Gaming, um, Patrick Collette, mixing up his name, and um, uh, oh, I can't names off the top of my head. They, they are now um, over at Vice. Like a lot of people are now coming from Giant Bomb um, that are really cool. So anyway, the 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 personalities are taking. I think more they're putting more of their imprint on the internet when it comes to video game reviews, and I think the studios are noticing that. Like, holy shit, if PewDiePie watch plays this game, if we can get PewDiePie to play this game, we can get Total Biscuit to play this game. If we can get, you know, Jesse Cox or the kind of funny guys, um, it can get people talking about it. They, yeah. they they know if you put a Sony game, a PlayStation game in front of the kind of funny people, they're going to talk about it. You put PC games in front of Total Biscuit, he's going to go off about it. It's just, Jim Sterling has been kind of excommunicated because he is no bullshit. He's opinionated, and his some of his opinions are crazy, but yeah, they are. But he says what he feels. You that's, know what I mean? There's it, no bullshit there. Yeah, that's that's one thing that that's the only thing I'll give Sterling is that he will tell you what he thinks and what he feels. 
Yeah, I, I like him. There's a lot of things I totally disagree with him about, but it's at least genuine. It's it's him playing the game, and that's how he feels about it. Um, and I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. Daniel Dw- Dwyer, he was at GameSpot. Um, and it's funny. <laughs> the whole thing about Jeff Gersman is he left, created Giant Bomb. Then Giant Bomb was sold to CBS, which is in the same umbrella as as uh, uh, as GameStop, GameSpot. <laughs> so like they're in the same building it's game spot <laughs> it's just ridiculous and he, they joke about that all the time you know um it, but that that's where it's at right now that's why you see people like kind of funny the guys and kind of funny all left ign and mo- they're you know mostly the they were the two top playstation people in that in that yeah. company and well and to so be anyway. yeah but to be fair though it was that was under completely different circumstances yeah, no, 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 totally, totally. But I know there's no bullshit there. Like, and, and at the same time, uh, this is how I think most people should do it. When I listen to a review from Colin Moriarty or Greg Miller, I know they're PlayStation and obsessed with PlayStation. When they rag about PC gaming and stuff like that, I take it with a grain of salt because I know that's not their cup of tea. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I – I, I know where they're coming from. I know what I like that they don't like. I know what they don't like, what I like. And so I, I get a better idea of the game. Um, same thing with Giant Bomb. I know that Jeff Gersman just does not like first-person shooters. So when he talks about them, he was really hard on them. But I don't like them either. So I agree with everything he's saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's that kind of – but I think moving forward, the video game industry – that's what it's going to be about. It's going to be more about personality than it is going to be about the old review. I honestly think review numbers are going to be out the window soon. Kotaku doesn't do them anymore. A lot of people don't do them anymore. I'd rather just listen uh, to someone talk to me about it. Even if I'm reading it, I don't want a number at the bottom. Give me your, your pluses and your minuses and leave it at that. Tell me if it's worth buying or not. Um, and leave it at that. Um, and I think, honestly, the industry is going that way. And then, so that's why I think this is super important that EA is saying, hey, we need to be upfront about we supplied them with the game, but we didn't tell them what to say. Or we supplied them with the game and this is an advertisement. This We're paying for this right? Um, type of deal. you know. <laughs> so I, I think that's super smart. And I think other other uh, companies should be doing that. I honestly think most, most of them are going to go the way of the Bethesda and they're just not going to send out reviews. Or uh, the other thing real fast, the problem with Bethesda is that they are going to have, and I'm doing hand quotes, influencers play the game early, but it is going to be heavily influenced by Bethesda. They're going to pick the fanboys and stuff on the YouTube, which is which is exactly what they did for Skyrim remastered or whatever. Um, they picked certain people to play the game early and no one else got a copy. Yeah. And that's a problem. That's, yeah. that's not good because the only word of mouth you're getting is good stuff. And that's terrible. Um, so I don't know. Well, cause then it creates like, if all you ever have is good press and people go out and buy your thing and it sucks, or maybe they don't like it, they feel misled. Then the next time you have a thing that comes out and all you have is good press, nobody's going to go out and buy it because they're going to think you're full of crap. Like it's bad for, it's bad for business. You know, one interesting thing I heard recently was Ubisoft was saying, you know, cause they were kind of called out. They were saying, 
Watch Dogs the first week of the Watch Dogs 2 came out, and it was down from the last time Watch Dogs came out. Same with the, with what happened with Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and a few other games. And what they came out and said was something was interesting. They said, we've seen this over the last few years, that the, the title will not do as good in the first week compared to as before, because now people are waiting for word of mouth. And that they've seen, according to them, I haven't looked at any numbers, they're saying they usually see a rise in week two sales as comparable as before where they were down, where they they know that word of mouth will get around and their games will go up. Now, I don't know if that's true for Watch Dogs or, or Assassin's Creed or whatnot, um, but I wonder if that's true because, for example, I went and looked at IGN score and I just talked about this a few minutes ago. I don't like scores. It said like six point something. But anyone that I've heard's played it has have so much fun with it. They're saying it's so much more fun than the last one. It, it's it's you know it's everything is a lot brighter. Everything is more like you know I think you open up the game by having a one night stand, and the first mission is you got to find your clothes and make it home somehow from Oakland, <laughs> um, which is a complete difference from the first game. Granted, I, I've only played a little bit of the first game, but from what I understand, it's completely different. And everyone that I'm saying I'm hearing from is saying they're loving it, and it's actually making me go, you know what? Maybe I should, maybe maybe I should think about Watch Dogs. Um, I wonder if the, if that's actually happening for a lot of other people. If they're waiting to hear what people think of it over a review, where a few years ago all you had was a review, maybe a week before the game came out. Yeah. And so maybe maybe it has shifted to where they're waiting for their personalities, their internet personalities, to tell them what they think of it. Could be. Um, and, you know, this is something that we could go on and on about. This is something I've actually listened to Giant Bomb discuss over and over again about how all of that has shifted. And they've been through there through the years, dude. They, they've worked back in when they did magazines. Um, Dan Reichert worked for uh, uh, um, Game Informer and, and – Jeff Gersman worked for, I don't know what it was, some old video game magazine. And they were there when the magazine people were like, oh, you know, the Internet's there, but it will never take over from people <laughs> wanting to read, read a magazine. And they, they're like, we've been through this. And through and through GameStop, GameSpot, they were, they were beating IGN for years. And they were like, people want personality. It is what is going to – it is what the industry is changing to, and now they're right in the middle of it. And they're saying, yeah, the, the, they hear people from IGN and GameSpot and all of them going, we need personalities now. That's why IGN had Greg Miller. That's why GameStop, GameSpot had Jeff Gersman, you know, and so. Yeah. Hey, anybody it, wants to hire me, I'll take a paycheck for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, are, you, people, are you kidding me? I'll bail on this in a heartbeat if I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so you, you you got these personalities out there, and so yeah, I, I I honestly think that that's that's the big thing. That's that's what's moving forward, and that these game companies are trying to prepare for that because you're going to get in a whole lot of mess um, with the government uh, by advertising like that, yeah, and not and not being upfront about it. So yeah, look, there's you know we keep coming back to it. PewDiePie made seven million last year. There's yeah. something to be found here. Yeah, and I mean they're the outliners like him, Mark Plyer, and a few others. And uh, some people make some good amount of money on like Total Biscuit and Jesse Cox, and they got a few million subs. But they are rare 
they are not. I mean, they are the exception to the rule. There's about a million other YouTubers trying to do it that don't make that much money. But yeah, there is money in it. There are person, you know, and anyone could do it. PewDiePie a few years ago was was selling pizzas, um, and now I love that story that he was like, look, I'm I'm selling pizzas. Started doing this, and bam, now he's making seven million dollars. Yeah, in a matter of. He said it was just took like two or two two years, two or three years, from starting his YouTube videos. He was in college. Like I, I just I freaking love that story. Yeah. Um, people give him a lot of crap, but man, the guy busts his ass. Hey, you know, look, he has if, an audience. Yeah. If if you put in and look at everything he's done since, like I, you know, personally not a fan, but you've got to respect the hustle. Right. Man, he puts in the work. Oh yeah. You got to give it to him. Like. Oh yeah, absolutely. I watch his videos when it goes around you know, all the news outlets where it's like PewDiePie drops a real video. I'm like, Oh yes. Okay. Cause he, he gets real for a second. It's like, I, we're not his audience because his audience is really young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, he's, he's a smart guy, super smart guy. Um, that's why I, I go more towards like total biscuit. He's the old PC head and Jesse Cox. Cause he's just fucking hysteric. You would love Jesse Cox and that whole group. Um, I, I gear towards, but anyway, um, getting sidetracked here. Um, you know it sucks. We have the Xbox games for gold, but we don't have the PlayStation ones. They always do it later in the week. They they do it tomorrow. They'll 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 drop it tomorrow. I I guarantee you. Yeah, and it will be bad, even though Xbox one's really good. Um, Xbox Games for Gold announced the Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, December first through the thirty first for Xbox One. Well, and go here's, get that. Yeah, that already came out for PlayStation. Yep, yep, yeah, that's a really good one, so go get yeah. that. Um, Out, Outlast, December 16th through January 15th, uh, Xbox One. Okay. Out, Outland, December 1st through 15th, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Burnout Paradise, December 16th through 31st, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Okay. Paradise, you know, look, I didn't like it because it's not a Burnout game. I don't care what anybody tries to tell me, but it's huge. There's so yeah. much to do with that. To get that for free, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah well there you go um what do you think what do you think playstation's gonna have i man i don't know i i'm just i hope that for i hope that the christmas presents are good like i hope that i hope that that they're that they're not stocking stuffers this year but that they're big enough to go under the tree oh you know? yeah no I, I i do too i really do um yeah i'm i'm surprised like like elder scrolls online hasn't gone free once for a month um, it's already down 10 bucks. Like that seems like kind of the perfect game to do it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I wonder what, I don't know. I don't even, I hope it's, I hope it's something big, like within the last like six a triple months, a? like, yeah, like just something, I don't know, do something ridiculous. Give us like uncharted four for free. Oh no, they won't do that. What about overwatch? I could see overwatch being huge. I, yeah, maybe I'm thinking maybe just like a little bit older. Like, go back. Uh, uh, I don't know. What came out? Because my timeline with games is always screwy. So, like, what came out earlier this year? Hmm. That's, like, that's what I'd need to look at. Like, a list of, like, oh, here's the stuff that came out, you know. Like, what came out in the first, like, quarter, basically. Right. Yeah. Did you see the uh, nominees for the Video Game Awards came out? No. I saw that's going to be on the first, but I didn't see. Excuse me. Yes. I didn't see nominees. Um, nominee for Game of the Year is doom okay inside okay overwatch okay titanfall 2 eh. uncharted 4 i okay did you, play on? did you play titanfall 2 i i played a little bit 
Uh, I, I snagged it from Redbox and I got it. It was, I'll give it this, it was better than the first one. Did you beat the story? No, not even close. Did you, So you didn't get to the, can I spoil it? I, yeah, like I, I, I'm not going to be picking up it again anytime soon, but. Oh my God. If Okay. So spoilers for the next minute or two about <laughs> Titanfall 2 story. Did you get to the part where you time travel? No. Oh if my I, God. Dude, you didn't <laughs> play the game. You got, oh my God. That's the best. Some of the best mechanics I've ever played in a first person shooter. That's where it opens up. Okay. Where you're, you're traveling back and forth between time and you feel so fucking powerful oh my god it's so cool that's where the game actually opens up okay well that, the, first, the first few hours are all tutorial yeah like that's like that was kind of about as far as i got because i had it for because with my work schedule like i had it for a night you should red box it when you get a chance uh sometime down the road whenever there's uh, a lull in games yeah. yeah definitely revisit that and just play through the, the okay campaign. cool yeah um yeah, I loved it. I think that's why it's now gotten that moment. That's why it got Game of the Year. I think because it's it's really cool. I know other games do that. Like I think Dishonored Two does that, and uh, uh, like it jumps back and forth. But man, that mechanic was so fucking cool. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I see this going before Overwatch or Uncharted or uh, Inside. Well, yeah, the the little indie darling. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you're right. I, I I want Overwatch to win because I had the most fun with that this year. Uh, I could, yeah, I don't know. That's hard. Inside, I thought was great. Um, I think it was a little. I don't want to say overrated because that sounds like cruel or whatever. That sounds negative. I wasn't as I wasn't as into it as everyone else was. I loved the game. I thought it was great, but I didn't think it was game of the year. Like yeah. I put way more hours into Overwatch and had way more fun with it. Uh, same with Uncharted. Like, man, some of the the the, the the moment with the video game at the beginning, like, yeah, stuff Unch like that was really cool. I I loved Uncharted because it did, it it told the story. Like by yeah. the end by the end of Uncharted, you have told that story, and I I the way they did it, the writing on that is so damn smart. Oh like, yeah, that well, was here, what I'll go, I love. I'll go through the um, uh the nominees real fast the the second category is best studio game direction which is kind of repetitive uh blizzard for overwatch dice for battlefield one id software for doom naughty dog for uncharted 4 respawn for titanfall 2 so the only difference there is the dice uh for battlefield one right well, it's, yeah i mean it's it's difference between the game was great or the studio did a great job that and that could swing a little like i could see id getting that for instance yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Best narrative: Firewatch, Inside, Mafia Three, Oxenfree, Uncharted Four, Thief's End. Uncharted Four. Although Mafia Mafia could pick that up because that had a pretty good story too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Uncharted will take that one. Yeah. Best art direction: um, Abzu, Firewatch, Inside, Overwatch, Uncharted Four. Ah, Firewatch. I would have said that months ago but maybe inside insider uh, overwatch is really cool too for the true stuff. but um inside i think we'll take that one just because that is an artsy fartsy indie darling yeah um well, so was firewatch though so was firewatch but it looked better in trailers than when i started playing it it did look cool playing it but yeah uh, yeah know. fair enough um, fair enough 
Best music, sound design, Battlefield 1, Doom, Inside, Res Infinite, Thumper. Now, wait, My... they've, they've, what's the category again? Best music, sound design. Oh, so they lumped, like, basically all the audio into one category. That sucks. Yeah. Um, if everyone voting played all of these games, it would be without a doubt Thumper. Really? Oh, by far. Have you, oh, okay. So the Thumper VR, you you haven't played it? No. It is so fucking cool. It's, uh, it's uh, what do you call it? A beat, you know, like, you, you have to press a button to do the... Um, it's hard to explain. You're like a what do you call it? The like Egyptian uh, beetle. What is that? Scrab or whatever. The scarab. Okay, yeah. Scarab. Yeah. You're going down the middle of the thing, and the thing in front of you, it looks like a bad guy from like from um, Samurai Jack is in front of you, spinning out this rainbow road that you're on. Okay. And anytime there's a there there's certain things that you have to uh, press on the controller. Um, when they come by you, kind of like Guitar Hero, and this the 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 beetle flaps its wings or it presses down, it sends something back. It's fantastic, but the music design to that beat, it's it is one of those beat type of games, is phenomenal. Nice, um, really good. Yeah, yeah. Res Infinite's really cool. It's like an '80s soundtrack. Like, yeah. Um, I think if people played all of them, it would go to Thumper. Um, maybe Res Infinite. Doom's cool too. The soundtrack to Doom is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it is. Um, best performance. Um, Alex Hernandez as Lincoln Clay, Mafia Three, which was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it Sissy Jones as Delilah, um, Firewatch? Okay. Emily Rose as Elena, Uncharted Four. Nathan, uh, Nolan North as Nathan Drake, Uncharted Four. Rich. Uh, Somer as Henry, Firewatch, Troy Baker as Sam, Drake, Uncharted. Here's an interesting thing about this category. Regardless of who wins, I don't think anybody shows up to collect that award. No one Northwood. I not not with the strike. Oh yeah, that's true. Yes, SAG yes, SAG after is still on strike. Yeah. I think Nolan North could get that. Um Nolan North that was um um what's that I got? Troy Baker. When he he got an award or gave a speech somewhere or something. And he said, somebody this is my favorite thing. I think I've ever heard. Somebody asked him, how do I break it? How do I, how do I get to be a voiceover actor for video games? And he said, it, he said, there's two steps. One, spend the money, get a really good microphone. Step two, wait for Nolan North and I to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yes. That's it. That's perfect. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Um, there's a games for impact award, which is for thought provoking games, which, uh, okay. with a profound pro social meaning or message, which is 1979 revolution. Okay. Block hood. Okay. Orwell. Okay. Sea hero quest. Okay. That dragon cancer. Okay. Um, oh, I gotta I've... go with the cancer one. Cause that he... seems, I've heard of some of these, but I've never played any of them. Um, I've only heard of that dragon cancer and it's about someone created the video game because I believe their child had cancer. So they wanted, that was the only way for them to kind of express how they were feeling Yeah, and what that's the only one I've ever heard of out of all these. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the best independent game, um, firewatch hyperlight drifter, uh, which I want to play, um, inside, 
Um, Stardew Valley, yes! That's such a good game. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a good game. And The Witness is fantastic. Oh, man, I don't know. Inside's going to win it. Yeah, um, but that's going to be close between that and The Witness. Yeah. Oh, man, but Stardew Valley... Ooh, that was such a good game. I can't wait for that to show up on the consoles. Um, but uh, best mobile handheld game. Um, Clash Royale, Fire Emblem Fates, Monster Hunter Generation, Severed, and Pokemon Go. I, um, it depends I see, on what their criteria I see, is. I see Pokemon Go taking it. Um, even though it was like they, they haven't done much with it. No one's really playing it anymore. True. But that was... That shook the world when it hit. It did. I mean, it was it was it was paradigm altering when it hit. Now that's kind yeah. of faded, but at the time, like it was, yeah. it was it was monstrous. It was huge. It was absolutely yeah. That's gonna huge. win. Oh yeah. Uh, best VR game: Batman, Arkham VR, E Valkyrie, Job Simulator, Res Infinite, Thumper. My money, I would put on Res Infinite. It's the best out of those games. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Res Infinite or Thumper. Probably my favorite out of all those. Um, it seems like less is more with those games. It, it really goes further with the game gameplay. Uh, Batman's cool, like you're Batman, but the gameplay is kind of lame. Um, <laughs> best action game. Battlefield 1, Doom, Gears of War 4, Overwatch, Titanfall 2. Uh, it'll probably go to Overwatch. It will probably go to Overwatch. I hope it does. Um, Doom's really cool, though. Yeah, that's um, it, it's between those two, but I'm, I'm, I'll hedge. I'll say Overwatch. And this is kind of redundant. Best action adventure game. <laughs> Every game's an adventure. This is stupid. Well, um, not entirely. Go ahead. Read them out. <laughs> um, Dishonored 2, Hitman, Hyperlight Drifter, Ratchet and Clank, Uncharted 4, Thieves End. Uncharted 4. And here's the thing. It's because action adventure, it's because adventure isn't its own game. Isn't its own genre. It's still action adventure. Like this. Is Hitman an action adventure game? There's a journey. That's that's okay. what makes it an adventure game. There's not a journey in you know Overwatch. What? I'm with you. Uncharted should win it, but Ratchet and Clank was really good. I don't I don't think I don't think it's gonna take it. I don't think it will either. Um, best role playing game. Um, Dark Souls Three, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, The Witcher Three, Wild Hunt: Blood and Wine, World of Warcraft: Legion, Xenoblade Chronicles X. <sighs> um, Legion, I think. Yeah, Warcraft Legion, um, or The Witcher, but yeah, Warcraft Legion. Um, yeah, a lot of people like Dark Souls though. Best fighting game. We're almost done with this. Um, Killer Instinct Three. King of Fighters, I don't even know, 14, uh, Pokemon Tournament, Street Fighter 4, and apparently it's missing one that everyone wrote in, I don't know, it's like a fighting game with girls or something, but not there, so anyway, um, dude, all those games kind of suck. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go Killer Instinct Season 3, just because. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Best Family Game, Dragon Quest Builders. Lego Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Pokemon Go, Ratchet and Clank, Skylanders, Imaginators. Uh, Pokemon Go. Although Pokemon. Skylanders could upset here. Man, I can't tell you. I walked around with my family, Pokemon Go, for a while. It was fun to talk to my dad and people that I just don't usually connect with. I yeah. connect with my dad, but I mean, like, other random people in my family I don't normally connect with. We were sitting there talking about how we caught a Clefairy over here and blah, blah, blah. It was cool. Yeah. Um, Civilization uh, 6, oh, I'm sorry, best strategy game. So should we take a quick break? Yeah. 
Yeah, let's do that. Take a quick break. We'll get back. We'll finish this and get into some reviews. Again, listen to We Geek Podcast on the. Whew, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And we were just at Best Strategy Game. Um, here are the nominees Civilization Six. Uh, that's Info. your winner. Like, you can just stop reading. Anyth- anytime Civ's nominated for anything, it's going to win. I, I agree, but Fire Emblem Fates came out, and that was a really good game. Um, <sighs> Fair point. Banner Saga, t- Ban- Banner Saga, not Saga, <laughs> uh, two, uh, Total Warhammer or Total War Warhammer. That's kind of weird. Um, XCOM two. A lot of people liked XCOM two, but uh, I think you're right. Civilization six. That's Civ. the best strategy game. Yeah, yeah. Hands down. Anytime a new Civ comes out, it's like just clear the board. It's it's done. Yes. Oh, and yeah. with good reason best... too. Those games are phenomenal. If you if you have the time to to really get into them, they're amazing. Yeah, it's like a really really interactive long chess game. Yeah, uh, which is cool. Um, uh, best sports slash racing game because they're so similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally two different things. Uh, um, Forza Horizon Three. Next case. <laughs> yeah, FIFA Seventeen. Forza Horizon 3, MLB The Show 16, NBA 2K 16, Pro Evolution Soccer 2017, and WWE. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay, sure. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, everyone praises Forza it's, Horizon. It's, it's Forza, yeah. Yeah. Best multiplayer game. Um, Battlefield 1, Gears of War 4, Overcooked, Overwatch, Rainbow Six Siege, Titanfall 2. Oh, wait, I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. It's come on. It's Overwatch. This is not yeah. even a contest. Absolutely going to be Overwatch. Got people in the first person shooters. Don't even like it. Yeah. Uh, fans choice. <laughs> Whatever this is. Best esports player. I don't even know if we should go over this. I don't even know who all these people are. Faker, Godzilla, Brunhan Wu, Infiltrator, Hungry Box. Dude, you don't know Hungry Box? How do you not know Hungry Box? I don't know. I don't follow esports. These are best Let's... esports team, best esports game, trending gamer. There we go. Um, Angry Joe Show, Boogie2988, Daniel Dwyer, who I mentioned earlier, who, by the way, we got to talk about him because, real fast side thing, Daniel Dwyer broke off of Game, game Spot. Now, he was, he was always in uh, the Giant Bomb podcast, and he still pops in. He's doing long-form journalism for the video game industry because no one does it, where he is going to take a month to create a documentary about the Nintendo 64 or nice. its influence. Nice. He's, or just random news events that are small or big, and he's going to make documentaries about them and release like one a month, um, oh. sometimes taking longer. I think that's so cool because no one else is doing that. Excellent. Bless this guy. Like he's doing the, you know, cause like news, news, cable news channels have so many of these where it's like, here's a, here's a thing. And here's an hour documentary on it. They have tons of them. This, yes. The video game industry needs this. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. His YouTube channel is called no clip. N O C L I P. Um, his Patreon, Daniel Dwyer, just Google his name, Daniel Dwyer Patreon, um, is creating video game documentaries. And so far, so good. He's got more than he needs um, uh, every month uh, t- that he makes it or whatever. Um, like, I think he – I don't know what the latest documentary he did. Um, but anyway, go check him out. 
it's super important that people are doing things like that. I fully support him. Um, okay, so yes, uh, Angry Joe Show, Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight, Danny O'Dwyer, uh, Jack Sprite, something or another, uh, and Lyric. Um, and I don't know the last two. I've heard of Lyric. Um, I think he's been on the. Um, uh, he's been on. Oh man, my mind just went blank here. Total Biscuit Show, um, but. I would vote for Boogie or Danny. Okay. Because I, I like Boogie. I like his message. He's super positive. He's always, you know, he talks a lot about video game stuff, but he also talks a lot about bullying and, you know, uh, just his 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 constant tr- struggle with his weight and everything else. Like, I, I really admire the guy. Um, and, you know, just for years, he's been given the shaft and he's just been shit on by people and his family and everything else. And, uh, it's, you know, he'll sit there and he'll spend an hour opening up Pokemon cards and just talking with his fans. Uh, and he'll do his skits and stuff like that. Everyone knows him from, from Francis, his character, but, uh, he's a super fucking cool dude. That's some guy that I would go and play like Magic the Gathering. I don't even play Magic the Gathering with because, he seems so down to earth and so real. Nice. Um, and he's always got a positive message. He's always getting money for charity uh, for people. And um, anyway, he's a really cool guy. Same with Danny O'Dwyer. Danny O'Dwyer is super legit. Um, like I said, all the stuff that he's doing now with his documentaries, those would be the two people. Angry Joe, I like. Um, he, Angry Joe also does long form stuff, but it's like reviews. He'll sit there and talk for an hour about how much he hated Batman for Superman and stuff. So it's not really the same. <laughs> so my money would be on Boogie or Danny. Um, uh, best fan creation. I don't know if we're going to know this. Brutal Doom 64. Endraw the sh- I don't know. Best anticipated game. Come on. That's just bullshit. That's not real thing. I hate this. Right. I hate this category. <laughs> I, I really do, man. Well, to be fair, it is fan driven for these. So this is basically you voting on Twitter. So, yeah. hey, whatever. <laughs> this uh, Cast your vote. Actually, I, not on Twitter, but their website. Um, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mass Effect, Red Dead Redemption, The Legend of Zelda. My money that would win this is The Legend of Zelda. I, uh, I don't know, man. God of War looked pretty cool. God of War looked amazing, but I don't know. I don't know. Zelda looks fucking fantastic, though. And and uh, and look, there's a lot of there's a lot of rumblings about Mass Effect Andromeda. Like I don't I don't know this. I'm I I'm genuinely curious about this category this time because that's not a bad list. No, it's not at all. I mean, usually, I'm excited about all those games. Usually, um, it's like up. it's like here's a game, here's a game, here's a game, and here's Halo. Uh, take your pick. Right. It's like, oh, I've never heard of these others. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, the next few years are going to be great. Yeah. All right, so those are the lists for the game show. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why last year Greg Miller won Influence of the Year. He did that really cool fucking speech. That was so about... awesome. I love that. If anybody hasn't listened to that or seen that, go watch. It's on YouTube. Go watch. It's fantastic. It really is. Danny O'Dwyer is on um, Kind of Funny. Does a, Every Tuesday they release a podcast called P.S. I Love You XOXO. Um, and Danny O'Dwyer and Greg Miller actually are on the Greg Collins out. So he brought on Danny O'Dwyer and they talk about, it. he's like, dude, look, whoever wins, you just ruined it for them. <laughs> you know, because there's no way we could yeah. compete with that. And he's like, he's like, 
I forgot what he said. He's like, dude, you could do it. I know Boogie could do it. You know, like, don't worry about it. Um, they he just goes, if Boogie gets up there. Everyone's crying. Like you, you, you know, that's going to happen. It's, yeah. So, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, should be a good show though. Um, okay. Let's get back into some video game news and we talk about reviews. Uh, PlayStation Showcase conference to take place at PSX and on December 3rd at 10 a.m. post standard time. Um, we got some Zelda news. Breath of the Wild game apparently not going to make launch due to localization. Well, fuck that. That sucks. Yeah, we're, they're saying we're probably going to get the new Mario instead, which is fine. That works. That's fine, but man, I would fucking... That Zelda's the one I want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mario, of course. Of course. Uh, don't know if we talked about it last week, but the game is 10 bucks on iOS uh, in December, right? Oh yeah, the Super Mario Run or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be cool for a week. Yeah. Um, Persona 5, game delayed until April 4th, 2017. Yeah, it was supposed to be a Valentine's Day release, I think. Yeah. And it got um, bumped again. That game's been delayed so many times. Man, see, that's that's one of my most anticipated games. Yeah. I can't wait for it. I wish... Oh, dude, wait a second. When is the end... When is Switch come out? Next, uh, March. In March. Oh, man, if Persona 5 is on Switch... Holy shit. Dude, I would absolutely e- pick it up on Switch. Don't even joke, man. Are you kidding? That would do it for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, a lot of people p- played Persona. I mean, a lot of people played on PlayStation, uh, PS, I think, 1 or 2 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people played it on Vita. That was the that was the one game that if you bought a Vita, people said, go get Persona. Like, that is the one game to play. And so, yeah, man, if that was on the Switch, fuck. That'd be awesome. Um, and they could totally do it. They Nintendo releases Persona games um, on the 3DS, so... Well, oh, hell, Persona, great. Persona was a franchise that started with Nintendo. You know, Shin Megami I, Tensai was, was an SNES title. Exactly. So, man, yeah, I, I really hope... It's not announced for Switch yet, but nothing is. So you Yeah, know, really. Uh, so if they come out um, at whatever the next Nintendo thing is in January, and they're like, by the way, here's one of our games, or they just show it, fuck, yes. I will I will hold off from getting the PlayStation version. Yeah. Um, EA CFO Blake uh, Jorgensen calls Nintendo Switch an interesting device. Says company is bringing one of their bigger games to the system. Star Wars. <laughs> Wait. Oh yeah, EA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care. Give sense. me Star Wars on a Nintendo device. I'm done. You take yeah. take it. I'm sold. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. Give me Battlefront on that thing. Hell yeah. Um, or even like a cool like little fucking adventure game. Like that's all I want. Yeah. Um. Okay, so some other news before we get into some reviews. Darth Maul, character getting five-issue comics set before episode one. That's neat. Um, Netflix, three comedy specials from Dave Chappelle going streaming service in 2017 on the same day. Yeah, neat. Uh, so next year is going to be the year of Chappelle. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, I, I want a Chappelle show, though. I, but I think that's what they're going to base this on. Like, see what get the temperature of the room. Uh, I think after his SNL skit, everyone basically proclaimed, we need you. Where have you been? Yeah. Chappelle, you need to come back. Oh, that whole skit <laughs> with all of his characters, just fucking perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got reviews. So we only got a few minutes in this segment. We have a whole other segment coming up. I imagine you want to spend a lot of time on, what, Fantastic Beasts and Doctor Strange? And and, and some on WWE, yeah, because that was oh. – come on, that was a huge weekend. <laughs> so let's talk about Walking Dead and Flash. So okay. Flash, I have not caught up. How are you liking it? Flash is good. Uh, it's 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 still going strong. Um, 
they're kind of treading water on a couple things, but it looks like with, it's interesting with Kevin Smith's episode, they're going to kind of get the ball rolling. So that's, I've seen like, uh, I've seen previews where like killer. I've uh, now the last episode I saw where killer frost, you know, she was when she went to her mom. Yeah. Um, and I know that the war, the, the, uh, what's his name? The guy from the other dimension alchemy, not alchemy. The, uh, what's his name? Oh, oh um, 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 the, the yeah, the dude the, who's not the dude. The, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> totally there's something weird about him. Th- th- yeah. That's where I kind of left off. Um, and so, yeah, I can't wait. It's, uh, it's an interesting reveal. Like, he's been funny. Like, HR has been funny. Oh, he's been great. Like when yeah. he's in it, like he th- that that actor. Like he, I hope he. Na- I hope no matter what happens to his characters, that they just get a new one. Every, from a yes, new- <laughs> every season is a different Harrison Wells. Like it's great. Yeah. I love. Look at the the first. I think it was the first episode of the season where where he beat Cisco to to naming a villain just because they had, they had to, what was it Mirror Master, I think yeah. it was where they, he was like oh yeah because we had one on our realm. And then, yeah. like, he came back later. It's like, oh, he spins, and they're both like he and Cisco are both like um 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 like a like a um uh, and Cisco went like top top, and he got up and he got in his face. He's like, what? You want to go? You want to go? Like, yep, that's awesome. <laughs> oh come yeah, on, yeah, dude. it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, have you been watching Arrow at all? Uh, no, I've got to catch up on the end of last season yet. I've only got oh, like, like I know, I know, dude. I'm so behind on so much. It, I know, but it's you know. been pretty good. I need to catch up on. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, though. So Walking Dead. Walking Dead's been pretty good. Have you been liking it? Yeah. Um. I, yeah. You know, like it's you know it's had its its differences from from this line in the comic, but it's you know again it's like what I said earlier. You have to be true to the. You can't be beholden to the comic. The script is going to go where it goes, and and yeah. I like where they've gone with it. Um. I think they've been dead on with Negan. Like oh, I've looked at some things online where they compared shot for shot the things he says and the things he does. And it's like, fuck, they literally just took it straight from the comic. And some of the things they've gotten away with on AMC, like, the, Oh yeah. I, I, you know, they're really pushing that boundary. They're pushing that, that, that cable TV boundary there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I, I, th- I think it'll pay off. I mean, and, and come on, can we talk about Jeffrey Dean Morgan just gets better every time he shows up? Oh yeah, it's awesome. He was perfect for that role. I worried because in you know in the comics, Negan's a big dude. He's that big, muscle dude, and oh, yeah. JDM is not. But man, he's got so much charisma. Like he yeah. just every scene he's in is just all him. It's it's mm-hmm. awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. I saw that. Um, I guess the Walking Dead is being investigated in 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 uh in England about the opening scene of the, or the first episode. Oh, boo freaking who? Yeah. I guess it was says media regulators received a barrage of complaints from the British viewers. Of course um, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Shut I, up I, look, if it made teeth. the air, I don't know why it would even be a big deal. That's something that your people should have watched um, I, beforehand. Yeah. And uh, uh, I don't know. Have they watched British? TV? They can say things on British TV that we can on on the british owned british tv by the way because the bbc is government owned at least it's i'm pretty sure it still is 
And and they can get away with a lot more, at least language wise, for sure, well, than we can. It, like I, that's the big difference between them and us, I think, is that we can get away way more with violence than we can with nudity. But over there, you can be naked. You, you know, uh, they can get away with saying a lot more um, than we can. Yeah. So it's 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 this weird thing where like, you it's okay to show your you know if your 13 year old is sitting there watching someone getting their head bashed in. But God forbid a nipple flies out and a titty's shown. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so back. We're the backwards one, I think, because, yeah, that shit was violent, you know. But but come on. It, it, it's seven. It's season seven of The Walking Dead. You're either in or out at, at this point. Like, right. You're there for the violence or not. Yeah. Like, like you are you really surprised decision. by now? Yeah. No, no one's stumbling across this at 10, 10 o'clock at night, you know. Right. But um, anyway, we're going to take a quick break, get back and talk about movies and WWE. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And um, let's close it out with what do you want to talk about first, wrestling or the movies? Uh, let's do Doctor Strange. Okay, what do uh, you think? I loved it. I th- yeah. thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. But I had, I had one problem. And what? I had one very large problem. What? Did the music sound familiar to you? I don't know. It's it. Be, I'll give you a hint. Michael Giacchino did the music. Okay. He also yeah, did. I'm, I'm lost, he, lost he also did the music for the Star Trek movies. He re, <sighs> he recycled the Star Trek theme, the reboot theme, for Doctor Strange. You know what? It's the same. Now that you say that, it's the same. Go listen to him online. Go listen to 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 the star. Go listen to it from Star Trek Beyond, and then listen to it from Doctor Strange. It's the same thing. Yeah, they, you're right. They sped it up a little for Doctor Strange and added a sitar, but it's still the same progression. It's the same damn thing. It's the laziest. I don't. Uh. You know, you're right. I was. You know, it's crazy that you fucking say that and. I, I did think about that when I was sitting there. I was like, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. But but the moment, once it left, I didn't even think about it until yeah. you just mentioned it again. Um, but yeah, I was too involved in the movie to like go, where is that from? But it did hit me for a second. I was like, that sounds extremely familiar. Yeah. Uh, it I thought maybe they were just making I, – I thought for whatever reason in my head, oh, it's just sampling from another like Marvel film that I heard it from. Right. No. Oh, no. No, it's the same. And it's not – it's different from like, oh, composers have a sound. That's one thing. You know, Hans Zimmer's score sounds like a Hans Zimmer score. A John Williams score sounds right. like a John Williams score. This is, but they're different. They're at least different songs, man. Right, this is right. the same. They, they sped it up a little and, and they, and they add and they played it on a sitar, but, but that's it. That's the only difference. It's mm-hmm. the same damn thing. Yeah. And that made me nuts. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like Why? Why could you not create something new for this movie? Instead, just say, oh, yeah, the theme for this is going to be a sped up version of my Star Trek theme. Why? Why would you do that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just didn't have anything. He's like, you know what? Let's just speed up. Okay, it works. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. But anyway, the, I, I thought the movie was great. Um, I was weird. I'm actually really I'm really weird about how I feel about it because I liked the film. But I think that this might be the movie that's a bridge too far for some people. I I can see that I because can. of how out of body it gets. How the, I did not like the last. I liked how it wrapped up with huge spoilers here. Um, 
I liked how it wrapped up with Doctor Strange outsmarting Damamore or whatever. Um, I liked that. It didn't just end with him, you know, in some big massive fight. Um, I like that. I really, and he's, you know, he sacrificed his, he's like, I will continue to do this over and over again. And you are my whatever total big spoilers, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I like that, but I did not like the big head, the big creature, the big, uh, it just was to me, it was great. It was the comic book. Okay. Let me rephrase all of that. I liked it, but in the back of my mind, I was thinking this is going to turn off so many people. Because yeah. it's it looks like a cartoon. I, I I understand that, but by the same token, look, if you can buy if if you get through the the two thousand one style sequence, the 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 giant cosmic head is not going to stop you. <laughs> and you know, I, 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 I get what you're saying. And I you know, if people can get through Guardians with the talking raccoon and everything else, um this to me though is just I don't know if it was just in a weird place when I watched it, but I was like, this is straight from the comics. This is fucking awesome. You know, when he when she touches his his third eye and stuff like that, and he goes through time. And I was like, this is like being at EDC. You know, like, it was just, <laughs> it was, you know, when he's, he makes the LSD reference, I'm like, yep, that, that that's exactly what he's doing. And and it's perfect and it's great. And it's what Steve Dicko. It's all of that shit. Yeah. Um, um, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think the things I didn't like about it was the origin. I didn't like that it was an origin film, but I knew that it had to be. Yeah. I'm, I I loved the film and I know I'm sounding negative about it. I loved the film. I'm more excited about seeing him mix it up with other Avengers. Yeah. Seeing, seeing him on a team and that was great. You know, the, the mid credits setup scene, like that was fantastic. Yes, exactly. I'm more excited about seeing him, suddenly save the day about him taking them into his sinkers sanctum sectora um i could never be in these films because i can't pronounce shit to begin with so <laughs> the shit that they say i i that's what i'm more excited about i'm more excited about him being such a powerful player in the marvel universe about being you know and and all of this took place way before apparently before um uh a lot of the other films. Yeah, that's what they said, but I mean the cars were all current. Like that I don't I don't buy it just because the the setting did not look nineteen eighties. It didn't. I don't buy no, it. No, not eighties, not eighties. I'm talking about this happened before the events of the of New York City opening up with the hole and stuff. Okay, fair enough. No, no, no. Yeah, this took place like right before all of that. And then when he trained, apparently it was after that when he came back. Um, so that, that was my beef with it. It was just the time thing that, that I felt like Dr. Strange, the the thing about Dr. Strange is he's incredibly smart about what he does. And I feel that there wasn't enough time to show him go from student to master. And I felt like it it was all done in, it literally was all done in a few hours in front of our eyes. Um, and it, it should have been, he should have made that jump years studying, uh, I don't know if they could have done it where like time doesn't exist where he's at or whatever, but it, that would have made a little, it just seemed like suddenly just rapidly he became, he went from knowing nothing to being the master, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that was my only beef with it is I, I, I would have, this would have been a great 
Netflix show or something. Um, but anyway, anyway, I, I, I loved the film. Go see it. Go see Doctor Strange. It's one of my favorite Marvel films. I know I'm being negative about it, but it's just little nitpicks from a stupid fanboy. So um, <laughs> uh, what do you think about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? I loved it. I really did. Um, I liked Eddie Redmayne. I liked the dynamic they set up. Uh, everything made sense. It wasn't just, you know, they, it wasn't like, oh, Americans and the, their witch community, of course, like everything's more militant between the two. It's like, yeah. oh, is this just another British person writing this? But it made sense. And especially when you look at the time, you know, like, well, like we were talking earlier, it's the 20s. This was not a happy-go-lucky period in our history. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it did, it made sense. And, and the way it was, was done, it was smartly executed. Um, I, yeah, it was a wonky premise to to set up, you know, what's basically going to be the rise and fall of of Grindelwald. But I mean, I'll take it. I, it was it was kind of cute, but it was I, I'm with you. Like I I originally I expected more whimsy than I miss than this. that. I honestly miss that. Yeah. I, I miss the whimsical Harry Potter. It was it was comforting when he said things like, "Oh no, Hogwarts definitely is the best." And like when he you know, when he said, "We call them um oh, my mind just went we, blank." We call them muggles. Like muggles and stuff like that. That was super fucking cool. And it's like, "Yes, of course, the British side of the magical world is much more uh, I don't know, like heartwarming or whimsical or whatever yeah. compared to the Americans where they seemed like FBI agents. They seemed like it was just very great. Well, not gritty, but you know, it's that was kind of a turnoff for me. I was like, I don't know if, uh, but it, it made up for it for the characters they introduced uh, his buddy. I forget his name. He was really funny. Yeah. Um, and, well, and, and one thing I heard and, I don't know much about Harry Potter and I might be totally off about this. I was listening to a podcast where they suggested or they were thinking that the main character, he might be a little autistic. Would you say, did I, you get that from that? I just thought he was weird. I thought he was too, but I thought, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, uh, sure. And it, like, you that know, would, that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, just, and just to say, Hey, look, you know, he's, it's not that he's, it's not that he's strange, yeah. but he's, he's on the spectrum a little bit. And I, you know, exactly. I have no problem with that because they showed him as someone, this is someone yeah. who cares. He has a heart and he's intelligent and he's, you know, go yeah. for it. Rock on. Absolutely. And I loved that. And, the, the, you know, and, that, and that's what I thought about. I was like, that that's such a cool idea if it, if it is true, because it, it makes sense. You know, he, yeah. And he's such, he is such a heart in the film and the, he's one of the best parts about that film. The characters I really liked, I should, I should say that I loved the characters. It was all the surroundings that I was like, this needs more whimsical stuff. Yeah. You know, we need, you know, and hopefully in the next one, they do go towards some other place that, that has that. It'd be cool to visit the school and stuff like that. Oh, we'll definitely, um, we'll definitely see the school for sure. Or maybe, maybe I just want another Harry Potter series that has to do with kids in Hogwarts or whatever, like a whole new, give, give me a Netflix show about that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, we don't really have much time to talk about the WWE. Um, uh, but we, I mean, we've got to at least touch on it. Yeah. So what do you think? I, that I couldn't, my, I, I couldn't pick my jaw up off the floor. Yeah. I'm so glad they did. I'm so glad Goldberg won it, it. We all knew it was not going to be a match. We all knew that it was Goldberg was so out of it that there was going to be no competition there. Um, so I'm glad yeah. they pulled the rug out from under everyone. And they're like, you know what? You thought because Vince McMahon wanted to shut down another WCW wrestler. Fuck you guys for you. <laughs> now, now that was so 
unexpected. No one expected that. Yeah, like everybody thought, and and there was a lot of talk, you know, early, like, oh, Shane's going to come out and cost him the match. Well, that couldn't happen because Roman knocked him the hell out. uh, Yeah. Legitimately, (laughs) and that was frightening because you could see it. Yeah, oh, man, the match. Look, the, the tag match, eh. The women's match, yeah. The the most of the rest of that card was not spectacular. The right. men's match, which lasted almost an hour, it did, and they crammed so much into it. It was awesome. Yeah. And then to end with, oh by the way, Goldberg wins in Goldberg fashion. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And then to come out on Raw and say, oh and by the way, I'm gonna enter the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah. Like, Yep, Katie it changes everything. It's 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 gonna be so cool. Um, real fast, what do you think of Takeover? I thought it was fantastic. I Take, thought Takeover was better. Takeover was absolutely better. Uh, yeah. Nakamura Nakamura Joe two awesome. Um, the the tag team tournament match, eh. Uh, Mickey James put up a hell of a fight against Oscar, but but come on, DIY versus the Revival, two out of three fantastic. falls. But, but that may be match of the year. Oh, that yeah. was amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. What about Dillinger? I think I think him and Nakamura are going to be pulled called up. I like I love Ty. Ty's ten count now has now ruined counting along with the referee. <laughs> it really has. Everything that... is just ten. What's the ring count out? He's up to like six, I think. Ten. If you ten. look at the audience in the NXT show, <laughs> and you look at the audience, and it's the same audience in the um the NXT show and the same audience for the uh, Survivor Series show, the audience was way more involved in NXT because the way they told the story in the yes. match was just much better. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah. Yeah. And we've got Raw next. We've got Raw on Monday in my neck of the woods. I've got my ticket. I'm going to be nice. there. Hell yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Where we, yeah. have, where we have a women's championship match and a tag team title match. The women's title will not change hands. The tag titles just might. I don't know, man. They're so close to getting the record. I know, but, you know, hey. So close. I'm going to point to Goldberg-Lesnar for a long time now. That's true. I would love New Day to get it over who the – who was it? The Demolishers or whatever? Uh, Demolition. Demolition. I want New Day to have that. They they deserve it. Well, we'll Um, see. But yeah, I agree. So, uh, okay, so we got to go. So again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. Uh, go to our Facebook group, our Twitter, um, uh, at We Geek Podcast, at the Logan Wit, at Adam Estep. Um, and I think that's it. Captain? Captain. Captain.